All right, we're a little bit behind schedule, but I'd quickly just like to introduce your speakers um, for the session. So next to me here is Gavin Mehring, the GM of Radio Solutions, who's going to start, I presume. Um, and then we have Grant Nash, the 947 Program Manager, as well as Penny and Lovu, the Head of Programming and Classic FM. Unfortunately, Zandile Tembe could not join us today. So I'd like to um, ask Gavin to start then. Okay, thank you very much. Well, welcome. And um, this is going to be an interesting session. You've heard a lot um, during the Power of 10 today how important it was um, that digital content is, is used in all radio. And it makes the job for program managers like myself and uh, Grant and Penny here a little bit harder in that you can't just be able to get the, 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 the air checks in bits and pieces and listen to them. You actually have to listen in real time because you've got to see what your presenters are doing. So that brings us to what I call the air check of everything. And uh, just introducing the panel, I think it's been introduced already. My name is Gavin Mehring. I'm from GM Radio Solutions. And I'm a radio consultant. Grant is the program manager for 947 and Penny um, from Classic uh, 1027. She corrected me earlier when I just said it was Classic FM. <laughs> it really is important. So I think to start with, it doesn't take away the fact that Air checking is air checking, and you need to do the basics right. And air check 101 is very, very simple in terms of the relationship that you have with your talent. And I, I, I use this quote because I hear it, it's quoted from a load of different things, but I hear this message coming from presenters a lot. You know, we are confident and insecure at the same time. That's why they're great talents. You know, outgoing enough to be on radio, but sensitive to criticism. So. Putting ourselves out there every single day does this. It means we have to really be gentle with our talent. Our talents are, you know, they're susceptible to these kind of things. But at the same time, it's about learning and understanding and having that relationship. And to do it, you really need to be honest and you need to tell the truth. Sometimes it's hard. Brutal honesty is not always a good thing, but yet it needs to be real. And if you have a good relationship with your talent, that would work. I'm going to whiz through about seven of these points, and then I'd like my host to to talk through them as well. The relationship has got to be mutually beneficial. This is not just about the radio station telling your talent what they or should, they or, you know, what he or she should or should not do. It's about understanding and making the talent understand that this is for their benefit as well, because they might not be at the station for much longer or in years to come, but it's about developing them as talents and also, you know, what's going to benefit the station at the same time. I always like to focus on the positives, I think that if you really ultra-focus on the positives, the negatives that might occur within those particular talents tend to become not that relevant anymore. They don't go away completely, but they just don't become that relevant. So, you know, focus on those kind of things. And then prepping the air check. And I think for how many of you are program managers in the room, actually? Okay, so there's quite a lot of you. I am guilty of this and have been guilty of this in the past, being in radio for all the years that I have, is that you have so much to do as a, as a program manager. Suddenly the air check is happening, the talent's at your door, and you haven't even listened to a show or had anything to do with it. And it's, you know, you say, oh, well, let's choose a show and let's listen to it. And it really isn't the way it should work. Especially now that we have to air check everything, you need to be able to have, check, the, be prepared, and even have samples to actually play to the talent at the same time, to know where you're going to go and what you're going to do. Ask a lot of questions, don't make assumptions, 
don't be judgmental. They don't want judgmental attitudes and assumptions being made. They want you to be, you know, to speak positively about the, obviously them. But at the same time, ask a lot of questions about why you did this. Uh, what was your thinking when you went through this process? What were you trying to achieve when you were actually doing this particular thing? It's those kind of questions that make a difference. And then consider ideas with an open mind. It's quite important. And what I, I think is very important too is you know, make the suggestions sound like their ideas. There's nothing better than a talent that thinks it's his idea. He's going to make it work on air. And I think that those are, it's very key because you've got to get buy-in. If you haven't got the buy-in, you're not going to get the real essence of what the talent is about to do. And, and lastly is monitor the show. This is 2019. You have to monitor the show on every single platform. And which brings us to the air check of everything. Grant, I'm going to start with you. This is basically air check 101. Do you see similarities in some of the things that you do? Yeah, great stuff. Thank you so much, Gavin. Uh, thanks so much. I think I want to start on point two quickly because I think it's really, really important. Um, I like to do this really bad analogy, so bear with me. But I like to say to talent, we, radio is an art, right? And we look at a, when, when we make a piece of art, so we go to a gallery and we look at that piece of art, and together me and you get to shape what this piece of art looks like. And it's not just us, it's the music department, it's the promotions department, it's the sales department, it's whatever it is. And so we try to depersonalize the artwork. And I think that helps a lot of the time because the moment we make it about you, we have a problem. But when we make it about the product that we're creating together, uh, this forms the bond and the relationship that me and you as the talent can look at our artwork and go, cool, how can we make it better? I also try a lot of the time to take away pronouns. So I don't like to use the word you. I like to use the word we with talent because it, it gives us a sense of understanding that it's our product that we're creating together. So why don't we try this? Why don't we look at making this? Instead of saying, why don't you try this? Again, allows ownership for us together because at the end of the day, when the artwork is rubbish, my head's on the chopping block too, right? So uh, the, the only way that, that we're going to be mutually beneficial is if we make a great piece of art. So I like to do that. I like to depersonalize a lot of what we do. And then to jump onto, I think, the, the third point, uh, again, bear with me, but I think talent, if we treat them like puppies, we're in a really good space. Um, and what I mean by that is, if you get a little puppy and you bring the puppy home and the puppy pees on the carpet and you shout at the puppy, the puppy, thinks, yeah, the puppy <laughs> thinks that this is a cool place to pee because I get shouted at. So I keep on peeing on the, on the carpet. But if, if, and any of you know, if you're trying to train a puppy, if you take the puppy outside and he pees on the grass and instead you celebrate the peeing on the grass. Reward, the, yeah. The reward. The puppy realizes, okay, cool, I want to pee on the grass. Right? So I very, very rarely use any piece of negative work. What I'll do is if I feel like there's a space that we as a team need to get better, I'll find them doing it really well. Even if that means going back three years back to find a piece of audio where we did something really well. And I'd go and I'd replay that. So I'm positively reinforcing that you've done a really good job on this. Then compare it to where you've done a really rubbish job and to ask you to tell me why the good piece was better than the rubbish piece. And all of a sudden, immediately, it's what you're speaking about, right? All the negatives vanish. Correct. Yeah, Focusing yeah, on agree. the positives for me is the most important. I remember as, a, as, as someone who was on air for many years, the moment you go into an air check and we just go, this was shit, this was rubbish, this was rubbish, this was rubbish. I never learned from you. I shut down. But the moment you go, this is cool and this is why I think, Grant, we should keep on doing this, mm. we're in a good space. Excellent. So I think those are great analogies. And, and 
No, like uh, we heard earlier on in the Power of the Ten that radio people are all cockroaches. We know the talent now are puppies, which is great. <laughs> Penny, anything that resonates with you on this? Yes, I have to firstly good afternoon to everyone. Um, I have to agree with um, Grant as well. I think it's always about going in with having highlighted or noticing the negatives or you know whatever happened on air. Uh, whenever you do the air check, going in with a solution as well. So, yes, you may have done that, but here's a recommendation of how you can do that a, a little bit better. Um, I think also in, in our, at our radio station, where it is a very niche sort of radio station, uh, we're dealing with not only talent, but people who are very... Uh, who are experts in their in their space of music? So we we have some of our presenters are conductors, and so you can understand that not only you know do they think that in that space, of course they've already um, established themselves. Surely they must be good in this space as well. So it's also about how do you then go back with your feedback and say you know um, no this is one wasn't done so well, but mm. here's how we could look at it, and this is how you can be better. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so the last point that I'll talk about there, monitor the show on every platform. Um, I'm not going to elaborate now because we need to get to um, the next slide, hopefully. Ah, there. So the, 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 we've talked about the prep sheet. The show prep sheet is probably the most important thing when it comes to actually understanding and being able to monitor it. Now, what I'm going to give you is an illustration of what typically is done for morning shows around the world. This is standard practice. And it's not, it might seem like a lot of work and a lot of, a lot of information. But in order, I've found that you know, to monitor a show live, you need to have the prep sheet or what you call a form guide in front of you. So you actually know what the intention of the presenters and the show is. And the form guide is, is the way that things have been developed. It's quite detailed, and especially now that we're working on multi multiple platforms, is that the form guide needs to illustrate, one, what the production is doing, what social media aspects of your particular content is going out, what's going to go online, which presenters are involved in the particular piece, and, and so on and so on. So, and what music is playing before and after, and when do the posts go? Because you will see, when I, the example I'm going to show you, is an example actually taken from a radio show. It's um, a radio show that I, I do some, I've done some work with. And there's, there's comments like, go look on Twitter to see what's happening, and it's, it's going to be posted now and share your results. But when I was monitoring, and I had Twitter open and Facebook and everything else, I looked, it wasn't there. So you know, those are the kind of things that are important when you're air checking to be able to be aware of, of, of what's going on. Because you can't just be telling this stuff on air and talking about it on air if it's not actually happening on your social media platform. So this is typically, and it's, as I say, it's very detailed. So what it's, is my mouse? Yeah, it does work. So it's literally on most playout formats that you have at the moment. You can get an Excel spreadsheet to actually match it. So your playout format will give you when the song was played, what song was played, etc. I've put categories here where the content, and this is the content they would talk about, who does it involve? It involves the entire team. What is the production level? So there's got to be a welcome back montage that'll play just before that thing goes out. And there's a throw forward to it on Twitter, to what's going on. And then these, whilst I'm air checking, I'm making the comments about what happened here. Now, I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't have this to start with. So do you see that this, this is a, it's, and, I, I, and it is complicated. If you show that, and Grant mentioned it earlier to me, if you show that to any particular talent who are creative people, they're going to go, what the? Because that, you know, but essentially it is detailed. And this would normally be done, by the way, by the producer. 
and not necessarily the talent working in conjunction with the talent itself. And you'll see like here, they talked about something that was going on there. There was a sting and a backtrack. It was a link to website, load on Twitter. But when I looked, I think it's somewhere where it doesn't actually point out what the, where the Twitter was going on. And then in this particular case, he was playing a Survivor clip because he was a, a Survivor star there. And then the questions were on Facebook and Twitter and so on. So in, in a nutshell, and this, would, this is just an hour, there will be three hours of this. So it really, it, it's, it seems complex, but I promise you, using, and you can design your own format for this. Grant, do you work on a similar basis? Yeah, I, I think, so I think also what I try to do is I try to look at certain themes. Um, so what you've done over here is really cool for people to see, right? And, and this I would do probably with talent once, depends on the team, right? Because if you're meeting with your breakfast team, you probably should be meeting with them every day. Uh, if you're meeting with, so, sort of, let's call them the, the, the C team, if you've got the A, the B, and the C team, right, you probably meet with them once a week. Um, I would look at a very detailed run of this per month. Um, so I would spend a little more time on a lot of the big things. And I call them big things because I think a lot of the time, we're, we forget in radio that we're in the business of show business. Um, I was sitting, listening to us speaking about opening up the industry, right? And I'm thinking to myself, remember that we are in the business of show business. That at the very end of the day, our ability to entertain, to, to, to educate, whatever it is that your mandate is from your ALS to your PBS to your commercial stations, comes down to the big picture of full show business. In other words, like if you look at this, you could probably say to yourself, like, was it entertaining? Let's start there. Was it entertaining? And if, if it wasn't entertaining, why not? But we need to do this detailed work. So I do this detailed work, and I think it's really important. But that's the kind of stuff that I think a lot of people get bogged down with with air checking, right? If we meet our talent every day and we do this, it drives them to drink, man. Because yeah. like, we're so focused on the things that at the end of the day, you sound really cool, but you're actually really boring. Yeah. Like, because you're back announcing really well and you're front announcing really well and you've got all the basics in place and all the rest of it, right? But at the very end of the day, I want to know if you're relatable. I want to know if characters are coming out and I want to know if you're actually damn entertaining. And for me, a lot of that work needs to be done. Yeah. And a lot of it's not being done. You know, we're not asking ourselves, as, specifically as South African content creators, is this thing damn entertaining? You know, and so as a program manager, I like to do that. But this, as you say, yeah. vitally important. I think what, what you say is important as well because you probably wouldn't show this to your team. Yeah. They, you would get this in, in the show prep. Yeah. But this is for your benefit to actually make your notes. So when you meet with your team, you've got the notes. And that's, that's about being prepared. And yeah. said, okay, so it happened in the show, but you know, we didn't do this and we did do this. And this sounded really amazing. And just to show you how amazing it is, listen to this clip. Because it is nothing better than that reinforcement. You know, I must also point out that not all formats would suit this. You know, if you're looking at a format like, like Classic, for instance, Penny, this might not be the way that you would do every single show, but perhaps your morning show, which does have some content. What is your take on it? So the short answer to show prep for us is no. And uh, okay. really the reason behind that was because if you know Classic, um, and just to sort of, you know, bring everybody in as well, is that um, it was essentially run as um, almost like a streaming service. It was like a concert on radio. So as much as there were clocks, it was, it was really just back announcing. And so we've had to come in and put in a sort of radio structure to Classic 1027. And so part of the strategy then is the implementation of 
you know, you know, the shorter pieces as opposed to 15-minute long pieces, uh, lighter, shorter, uh, where then there would be a bit more back announcing in between and then, you know, going into traffic, going into news. And so this is where then we would then, you know, implement something like that. So it's definitely a work in progress yeah. for us. Um, I'm going to talk about the sort of the radio and the digital age because this is where I think the air checking has changed and that we have to monitor everything. But I'm going to tell you that the majority of the stuff that you should be putting online is actually video and not audio. I mean, podcast aside, okay? If you're gonna be creating content that's gonna be working and resonating and connecting with your audience, it needs to be video, and I'll tell you why. These are actual facts that was done by, by uh, Render Forest in this year, I think in March. There's five billion videos are watched on YouTube every single day. That's, that's an enormous amount. If you compare that to 112% more shares are generated by social videos than text and images combined. If you're playing in this space and everything else is there, you should be doing more of that. What I'm finding when it comes to digital content, not enough radio stations are making enough videos. And it probably flies in the face and saying, yes, but we radio and we're all about audio. You know what the beauty is? I mean, I've been in this business now and some people in this room will detest nearly 30 years, okay? And I can tell you, that there's never been a more exciting time in radio than right now. And I'll tell you why. Because you're able to do so much more on so many different platforms. It's not just about what comes out of the speakers, because people are not just consuming you that way, they're consuming you on everything else. I heard some comments earlier on, and I was going to stand up and say something, but I, I, because I knew I was going to have the platform now, I'll say it. The reality is, the one thing you must also remember is saying, will this bastardize us and will this dilute what we're doing if the radio goes digitally? My answer to that is no. Because the reality is that the biggest aggregator to digital platforms is via terrestrial radio. It is the reason why Gumtree, which is the reason why Take-A-Lot, and all these digital companies are advertising on radio to drive people to their platforms. People that are only on online platforms would wish they had a terrestrial platform to drive their audiences to them. This is where we actually are going to be the cockroaches of the future. <laughs> because the truth is, is that we actually do it and drive people to digital platforms. But you need to be there. You can't just not be on the digital space. And that's, and that's the truth. But you need to be there in the right way. So just staying with that, when it comes to videos, 5% will stop watching a video after one minute. Okay. Only 5%. They'll watch that first minute. But you must be careful that you don't take it to two minutes because 60% of the people are going to vanish. So typically, your videos need to be about a minute to 90 seconds with good content. And don't just rehash your entire show and put it on a video and think it's going to work. No, it's not going to work. So those are, the, those are some of the stats around video. So what I've done, I don't know if you want to comment on this, but I think let's, let's get to the content itself. I've got a couple of examples of what radio stations both locally are doing, video-wise and digitally. And you might say, I think we've covered around what we need to and how we need to air check it. I just want to concentrate on the kind of content that radio stations are putting out there. So I've got content both locally and I've got content that's happening abroad. Locally, I, I want maybe Grant to talk through this because I, I, I think that the, uh, the Breakfast Club do a really good job 
in, in having these social media tweets with Gypsum running the whole time. Give us some of the background to this. Yeah, sure. I think, first of all, you made a really good point. We, we try to first make videos that are around 90 seconds long. That's kind of the space where you need to be in. So specifically for your Twitter uh, Instagram spaces, around 90 seconds is, is pretty cool. Uh, this is really an interesting piece because this video was used for something completely differently. So this was to launch Huawei Joburg Day. It was a silent video. You had to guess who they were dancing to or whatever it is. And here it's used in a different form to show Frankie's moving from the... the the, the Centurion, the, the Pranavain, correct. Uh, he's coming to Joburg eventually. Frankie's one of our one of our presenters on the breakfast show. Uh, but it's rehashing that and it's using it. And I think you make a very good point. You know, what, once I'm on my timeline, we know that people are stopping at video. So video is our space to get sampling. Uh, video is the greatest way to market your radio station online because once they see it, they see the sampling, they see these uh, chops dancing think to themselves, maybe I should tune in tomorrow, you know. So it's a, it's a fantastic way to market your radio station. And then something else I pulled from 947 as well, which I thought is really unique, in that it actually embraces and interacts with listeners on a different way. So Sam Smith is, a, is an artist that they were promoting, and they got um, them to, got the listeners to show Sam Smith some love just by singing along to his song in a car and then piecing the video together. It really comes out quite nice, I hope. Sound? Oh. Okay. I needed to kill my iTunes. All right, let's go back to that. Is it still there? Uh, okay. Go away. You must think that I'm stupid You must think that I'm a fool You must think that I'm used to this But I've seen this song before I'm never gonna let you close to me Even when I came close to me Cause every time I open up second video you know and I think it, it says a lot it, it talks about the music you're playing it talks about who your listeners are you can actually see and hear them singing badly and well at times 
I heard voices in the background, but I think it was on there. <laughs> but um, yeah, a great yeah. effort. Look, and I, I think first of all, we're a pretty bunch at 947. As you can see, we've got beautiful listeners. No, I'm joking. Uh, you know what? I think uh, I want to tell you a little story. We did this with John Legend. Uh, John then took it, he put it on his Instagram. It was his most liked video in a year on Instagram. Um, from John when he came down to South Africa. And, and that is exactly that, right? Because immediately it's content that I want to share. It's content. Yeah. And what makes this interesting is when you're air-checking interactivity, all of a sudden you've got a whole new dimension that you have to begin to think about now. We used to air-check interactivity with, are you getting phone calls? Are you getting WhatsApps? Now we are asking about video. We're asking about voice notes. Interactivity is changing, and that's a prime example of that. So this next video I'm going to show you comes from Hamish and Andy. I don't know if you're familiar with a big uh, Australian uh, breakfast show at Simulcast and a lot of radio stations around there. Um, what I like about this is we often have real big celebrities or artists that we interview. And we tend to do the interview, probably Facebook stream it live, but we don't take the artist and get them to do content for us that we can own. And I think that's where they've done well with this, with Ed Sheeran that's got him to do oh, this right. mashup. Ed's taking on the playlist today, uh, everybody. It's Macklemore, same love. God loves all his children, it's somehow forgotten, but we paraphrase a book written 3,500 years ago. Bye -bye. I don't know. I can't change Even if I try Even if I wanted to And I can't change Even if I try, my love, my love, my love, she keeps me warm. She keeps me warm. She keeps me warm. My love, my love, my love, she keeps me warm. She keeps me warm. She keeps me warm. If I was gay, I would think hip hop hates me. Have you read the YouTube comments lately? So what they've done with this is that they've done a whole bunch of other ones. So the way that they've branded it, that this gets shared, like you would say with John Legend, they would share it and your brand gets shared if you are using artists. Now we have these artists at our fingertips and certainly some of the South African artists that are major celebrities in this country. And if you had to get them to do stuff that not on air, by the way, this doesn't have to be on air. This is, was done afterwards. After they've been interviewed, it's a separate production, recording, and content that you end up owning. The next one I'm going to show you is just, uh, it's, it's a fun thing to happen in the studio. Um, and again, it, it just talks about thinking out of the box and also well-branded. Welcome to Plank All Over Me. Uh, the idea is very simple. Luke Pascalino, one of the Musketeers, D'Artagnan in fact, is about to plank over my body. He will have as long as he can hold himself there to answer some questions. Now Luke, yesterday Jack Whitehall managed 46 seconds. What we will do is get you to plank on top of me if that's okay. We're filming this and we'll put it up on the YouTube channel later. Right, so up you go. Your time starts... now. What does Peter Capaldi smell like? Um, aftershave. Which of your friend's mums is the fittest? <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that, surely. Well, I need an answer. Okay, um, John. Uh, what is your favourite font? Font, sans serif. Sans serif. What was the best role you had in a school play? Um, the donkey, nativity play. Who was the most irritating person in the cast of The Musketeers, Luke? Um, 
Amber. Have you ever been bitten by an animal? Yes, a dog. When was the last time you changed your sheets? Uh, three days ago. So you get the idea. It's a way of, of doing stuff, that bringing, you know, putting people on the spot, but like well done in that particular sense. He never had a script. He was just asking the questions, and, and he's trying to hold himself up. He's trying to think at the same time. It's great, it's great radio. This would have been Facebook streamed live. It is, and then they make the video afterwards, and you see how many cameras they got in the studio and stuff. Penny, I, I forgot to ask you about um, when you watched that Ed Sheeran thing. I mean, you have a lot of artists and choirs and things that come into the studio. Do you ever do this kind of stuff, or is this something that you would want to do? Yes, yes, we definitely do that. It's a part of our strategy in um, establishing a social media platform, because also that's one of the things that we've had to do um, now in uh, restructuring Classic 1027. And so what we've done now is that we, whenever we bring in musicians like a violinist or uh, you know, artists, we actually get them to you know, perform for us, and then we use that uh, as part of our content as well. Okay, and yeah. would you do a lot of post-production on it? Uh, not too much, but okay. uh, for us, I guess it's still a learning curve. Uh, right. Essentially, it's a whole new radio station, and so we're also still trying to find our feet and also um, you know, trying to figure out what would be relevant for a classic audience sure. when it comes to social media, because it's not something that they are you know, quite yeah. familiar with as well. But I think something, if it was a, a big artist that was doing some kind of classic connection, it would be shared and would be, you know, yes, consumed. Yes, absolutely. So what we did do as well when uh, Andrea Bocelli, for example, was here. Right, uh, of Partnered with Andrea Bocelli. Unfortunately, it couldn't get the interview, but uh, we really wish we did. Uh, but, uh, you know, we were able to do some things that, that could leverage on that and then share it on our social media platforms. Yeah. The next clip I'm going to show you, we've all had naked people in the studio. We probably all know about, well, I'll speak for myself, sorry. We've all probably had people, you know, DJs that want to undress and be naked. And, but now we have the opportunity to show this kind of thing. And, and this is a, a clip that comes from Carl and Jackie O from Kiss FM, also in oh, Australia. Oh, oh, what's going on here? There are no pictures anywhere of Chrissy Teigen's face. Nothing. They don't exist. Someone needs to get a, it's a hot paparazzi item oh, right there. Oh, oh, what's going on here? I don't know. What are you doing to me? What's this? I don't know what this is, but there's uh, people have come in in white suits. <laughs> this is the weirdest thing, guys. Okay, people have come in oh, like cleaners. They got vacuums. God, do you know about this? I do not. Oh my god, he's got his penis out. <laughs> What's your name? Do you talk? Do you talk? Yeah, hi, oh, Brett. You're Brett. Hey, Brett. Good, good. What's happening? What's the deal? Uh, we're from Beryl Cleaning. Beryl? Beryl. Oh, Beryl. I was going to say Beryl's oh, not so a sexy name. Oh, so you actually you go around to people's houses and clean at nude? That's right, Kyle. Jesus. How much work do you get doing that? There's a lot. How come you're How naked you and she's not? <laughs> now, Jackie, you wonder why these lesbian tendencies always come up. Uh, she doesn't care about the guy's penis. She's wondering why the girl's not nude. Okay. This, um, just, this is an example of someone that happens in, in your market right here on Gauteng. Uh, Martin Best on, on Jacarando FM um, would do this before every single show. Now, often presenters come in with the show before and they say, what's happening on the show? And you tell them what's happening on the show, but it's all on air. You need to be doing stuff off air that's going to social media at the, world, at, the, at the same time. So this is literally done on his phone. There's no production. There's nothing more than him holding, taking a selfie and doing a video. Welcome here on Good morning, Angels. We'll meet a young girl called Emily. 
Uh, she needs a specialized wheelchair, so we're going to get our angels together and see if we can help her out this morning. And JLo says that she's discounting her previous relationships. That's what she says. Like, it's just. Yeah, like, say, Dahlia isn't really because she's young and naive and hmm. Alice. Does it work like that? Well, it could. What we're going to do on the show this morning, we've got ourselves a paper shredder. Look at this. Ooh, we're not to be sitting anything like this. Okay, so you get uh, the idea. It's really just a case of showing people that you can actually, you know, what, what your show is, but doing it visually, and if it's something encouraging enough, they might share it. If for people, there's, are there, how many people from community stations here? Anyone here from Tux? Ah, you guys. You guys impress me. Seriously. I, you know, when people moan and say, we don't have the budget to do social media, and watch this. Tux FM 107.2 FM 107.2. It's about now. It's creative stuff, and, and then they would go into the piece. So I was um, very encouraged, and I thought I'd add that in because I know everyone's, you know, that's, that's one of the, 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 the things. Any takes on that, Penny? Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, very creative. I think, uh, yeah, there's definitely space for all sorts of, you know, for anything really. It's just about how do you attract that, or, you know, Get yeah. your audience on your platform, yeah, and enhance the on-air brand, yeah. One of the things you mustn't forget about is, is podcasting and audio on demand, because, and again, that needs to be air-checked to see whether the stuff actually went there. Um, I've got examples of various radio stations here. I know Classic is there. You've got your, your podcast. Do you have a lot of traction to the podcast itself? It's definitely... Uh, Taken some momentum now over the past couple of months. Uh, we also syndicate to uh, Fine Music Radio in Cape Town, so that's definitely uh, gained, a, you know, reached a whole lot of more people. Yeah, and so now has much more traction. Um, in this particular one, it's, it's, this is an example from KFM. It was a story about um, a reuniting of a son and a mother. And there, so there's two ways of doing it. You can you load it on, on your site and have uh, the, the, the podcast loaded on the actual page that you post on, on, online. And then, of course, it can live in the podcast area of one's phone and, and, and work that way. What I do like is what YFM are doing um, with, their, with their particular app, application is that the moment you go into the, the loading page, Every single thing that's possibly you could re-listen to on demand is right there on the loading page as well. So you could listen to the station via that, but you could listen to what's just happened. And it uses, um, uh, it's like a kind of, I used to, back in the day when I was at East Coast Radio, we had something called Echocast, and I know Bevan, I was talking to him early on, um, uses the same system that they literally don't have to send it to technical to load. They just literally do it, push a button, and it goes straight to the actual podcast itself. So that kind of technology, I think, works well, and um, you've seen. So this is important. I mean, the fact that um, you'll be able to get your audio, and I, uh, and I think audio on demand is the right word and not necessarily podcasting. I know that it's, it's, um, it's at another station I worked at, we could have up to about 200,000 downloads per month on podcasts. And it, show, it shows that your listeners, and it's not necessarily new listeners, they're listeners that might have missed it and want to listen to it again. Anything you want to add as final comment because we're running out of time? 
No, I just think what you're saying there is important. There's a lot of a lot of us who are working in this medium don't pay enough attention to what that actually sounds like as well. So we're chucking stuff online and we're hoping and praying True. that people are listening to it. Uh, if you're going to take the time and effort to help craft a piece on radio, uh, be it bespoke or be it that you're rehashing it, craft it in the same way that you would online. That, that you're putting as much attention into what that thing sounds like as the thing that you're going to push onto the FM signal. Final words from you, Penny? Yeah, definitely agree. And just going back to what Nadia said as well in the beginning, it's about, you know, we have a lot of uh, uh, content. Uh, you know, there's so much that we can talk about and that we can really just package so well. And so it's, it shouldn't be a by-the-way thing. Uh, um, and there's definitely opportunity for growth. Okay. So I think the point I've made, and I've spent a lot of time talking about digital content, but I did want to do that because the point that we're really trying to say amongst the team here is that when you're air checking, you need to be checking what's happening digitally on podcasts and in everything, which brings us to the air check of everything. So that's it. Am I on time? We're a little <laughs> bit behind, but not too bad, I think. All right. So let's okay. give them a big round oh, of applause. Thank you very much.